the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If you look at the people God calls into a service, you'll find that he equips them to perform whatever it is he sets before them to do. Listening today as Pastor Rander explores this anointing and appointing process as it relates to one of the most interesting people in the Bible in this message, Samson, a judge who was chosen and consecrated by God but was negligent with his Nazarite vow. He'll be speaking from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. Learn to say no boldly and stand your ground and not be pressured to the extent that you yield and compromise your godly values. If not, you will end up compromising those values, which will result in guilt. Uh, you, you start compromising the scripture, you end up in depression and discouragement, or you'll end up in spiritual regression. You'll be, you'll start moving backwards instead of forwards in Christ and so much more. In other words, Delilah had become abusive to Samson. First, what do you do when you find yourself entangled in an abusive relationship? She was tormenting him. She was nagging him. She, she made him sick. And uh, so what do you do when you're in an abusive relationship? First of all, be mindful that there are different kinds of abuse, such as physical abuse. Well, one spouse is hitting the other, uh, hurting the other physically, sexual abuse where there's incest and all kinds of things going on. There's verbal abuse uh, where where the spouse or the children or whomever, in-laws or whatever, they're talking you down. They'll put down statements, uh, sarcasm. Uh, everything is critical. Everything is wrong. And, w- and when you get out of their presence, you feel all beat up and demoralized. My friend, that's another kind of, of abuse. There's emotional abuse where you just about to lose your sanity. There's financial abuse where someone controls the money to the degree that that person cannot get or spend anything without permission or feeling guilty. I mean, they control every penny and, uh, and give you even though you're grown, they give you a $10 allowance to say, now make that stretch the next two weeks. That's crazy. And by the way, husband, your, your wife is not your mother. Okay? And, and wives, your husband is not your daddy. You're to respect one another as husband and wife. And you're to honor one another. And you're to talk about finances. And you're to talk about goals. And you're to dream together. And, you, and you're to... To, to be headed on the same page. Two can walk together unless they be agreed. If you are in an abusive relationship, somebody may be there now by radio, television, or even here in the congregation today. Some child could be an abusive relationship. Uh, some adult, some, some member. Uh, here's what you should do. A, if you're in a life-threatening situation, then you must immediately separate yourself. If necessary, get a restraining order to protect yourself. That's just so helpful 
If you're in an abusive relationship, Judges chapter 16, verse 16 and 19b, which says with such nagging, she prodded him day after day after day after day after day until he was sick to death of it. Now, he was not supposed to be what he was. And these are the consequences. But sometimes you can be at home or you could be on a job or you can be in a class and you can experience abuse. Then she began to torment Samson. B, if the situation is not life-threatening, then lovingly confront the abuser. Also, both of you must seek help immediately without procrastinating with someone whom you trust, who is confidential and has your best interest at heart. If the abuser refuses to change, then ask the abuser to leave or you will leave. You do not have to subject yourself to unwarranted hurt. You do not have to subject yourself to unwarranted pain. You do not have to subject yourself to unwarranted threats. You do this again, and I'm going to pluck your eyes out. You do not have to subject yourself to pressure, uh, misery, which will just wipe you out stress you out until you don't even know your name and barely holding on to your sanity. Life is not meant to be lived that way, my friends. Uh, C, refuse to snap in the heat of the moment or seek revenge against the abuser. In other words, some people get abused and and they're max astral. Then they take a gun, a knife, or certain things, and they take matters in their own hands and they kill the person and then they end up in jail for 30 years. But people don't see all of the torment that built up to that. Romans 12, 19 says, Beloved, do not avenge, avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Don't you get even to the point that you uh, sin against God and do something terribly wrong to the abuser and find your own self in prison. D, allow the word of God to encourage and comfort your heart. When you're going through abuse and hurt and pain and stress, when you're being put out emotionally, uh, allow the word of God, the holy word of God, the Bible, to encourage and comfort your heart. Psalms 119 verse 50 says, this is my comfort in my affliction. Have any of you ever had trials and tribulation and trouble? Let me see your hand. Any of you have, have ever had affliction? You, you've, you've had hardships in your life. The psalmist says, this is my comfort in my affliction for your word has given me life. You get in the word of God and you begin to read this word. This, this is the word of God. It will give you hope. It will give you security. Uh, it will give you answers. Uh, it will relieve your stress. It will give you direction. It will revive your spirit, my friends. This is my comfort in my affliction for your word has given me life. E, seek biblical counseling. Proverbs fifteen twenty three says, a man has joy by the answer of his mouth and a word spoken in due season, how good it is. The word of God, go to someone who knows the word of God and will give biblical answers to your issues. Isaiah chapter 50, verse 4a also says, the Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. You know why you need to know the word? 
You need, to, you need to know the word for yourself, and then you need to know the word for the sake of others. Because your, your children and your grandchildren can become weary. Your spouse can become weary. When my wife hurt, I hurt. When I hurt, she hurts. Or your, or your, your co-worker can become weary. Um, uh, your, 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 your relatives can become weary. Uh, and, and, and so a timely word is so valuable to those who are weary and at a crossroad, a crossroad and does not know what to do. F, cry out to God for wisdom and direction when you're in the midst of abuse. Cry out for wisdom and direction. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Christ. Cry out to him, Lord, I'm in a situation that, that, that I need help. And I don't know what I'm doing and I don't even know how to get out of this. But I know you know all things. This may be bigger than me, but it's not bigger than you. Show me what to do in the name of Jesus. You begin to cry out in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will direct your path. James 1 5 also says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally without reproach. And it will be given to him. In other words, God will give you wisdom. In that abusive situation, in that situation where there's hurt and pain and dishonor and disrespect, God will show you how to manage that, how how to even remove yourself if it warrants that. Uh, God will show you what to do, what not to do. And when you're going through these times, never operate on your emotions. You cannot trust your emotions, but you can trust the word of the living God. G, be bold and refuse to be paralyzed by fear. Sometimes people people are feel trapped because they're actually scared of the person. They don't know what the person is going to do. They don't know what's next. So they just get paralyzed and they just procrastinate and don't do anything. There has to be a sense of courage tenacity and uh, courageousness about you. Be bold and refuse to be paralyzed by fear, trusting God to see you through the process uh, of getting free of the abuse. Second Corinthians chapter three, verse 17 B says, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. You know what liberty means? Liberty means freedom. And some of you are bound. You are bound. You're bound by a certain person. They, they're just beating you down. They're wiping you out. And God doesn't want you to live life that way. As Pastor Draper continues the message, as unbelievable as it may seem, God calls, equips, and uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things. This applies to people just like you and I. Uh, we just have to ensure we're not negligent of our responsibilities. Join us today as Pastor Rander continues to explore this topic in this message, Samson, a judge who was chosen and consecrated by God, but was negligent with his Nazarite vow. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. There are some children that are bound and, 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 and uh, under pressure by parents. Uh, there are parents who are being mistreated by their children. As they get older, the kids... Uh, just rule their lives and dominate their lives and take every dime they have and take the cars they get older and can't even remember and just abuse that relationship. That really happened. Take everything and then waste their living. 
my friend. God has called you to freedom. Life is too short for you to be in bondage. Life is too short for you to be stressed out. Life is too short for you to be in a prison. And you need to ask God to help you to break free by the power of the Holy Spirit. Ask God to loose those shackles and give you the freedom that you need right now. God is a liberating, emancipating God, even this very moment. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. God doesn't want you bound by alcohol. He doesn't want you bound by pornography. He doesn't want you bound by sex. He doesn't want you bound by money. He doesn't want you bound by greed. He doesn't want you bound by bitterness. He doesn't want you bound by hate and racial prejudice. God died that you would be free, my friend, and for you to come back and re-enslave yourself to all of these things is, is, is so destructive to your life. Life is so short, you need to live it to the fullest and you need to allow God to move you to live to the maximum of your potential to the glory of God. Amen. The only person that you can share all that is in your heart with is the Lord, because you don't know the motives of people or what they will do with that information. In Judges chapter 16, verse 18a, it says, when Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, Underline that when Delilah saw that Samson had told her all his heart. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. You husbands and wives, I'm trying to help you. I didn't say this this morning. Don't tell your wife everything you know. Don't tell your husband. She can't get over it. She can't, she can't handle it. She can't handle it. No, she can't. And you want to tell her everything you know, just everything, everything out of you. I'm, honey, you know what I did when I was 10 years old, when I was 12, and when I was 13. And then now she's, she's, she's stumbling over all of that stuff. Okay? I mean, if it's, it's a, a sinful mess, listen, you need to repent. You need to start over. Now, now, but don't, don't lie to her together. You know, I don't have any children. And then three months later, if you marry, you find 15 somewhere. Now, 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 I ain't talking about that. Okay, so don't go there. Okay, all these babies pop up after you get married. Okay, but, 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 but you have to be discreet and you have to use discretion with how much to tell your children, how much to tell people, how much to tell those you love. There's some things they need to know and there's some things could be to their own detriment. Sometimes you can say some things with the best of intention and all of a sudden, it becomes a stumbling block to them and they can't get over it. And now both of y'all in a hot mess. When Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, Samson foolishly shared the secret of his great strength, which was his hair and was connected to his Nazarite vow. Samson's strength came from his relationship with his God while he was asleep on her knees. You know, it's a dangerous thing to go to sleep on a, on the knees of a foreign pagan woman who is not your wife. So, so Samson was already in trouble. He was in, the wrong, he was in the wrong house on the wrong knees. If you go lay on anybody's knees, lay on, lay on your wife's knees. Let her lay on your knees. That's right. Stroke her hair. Tell her how much you love her. But if she ain't yours, don't let her lay on your lap. By the way, don't let her even sit on your lap. That starts something. 
You know, that's how things happen and those hormones and everything get to kicking in, sitting all in, sitting all over you like that. No, no, no. Have some dignity and self-respect in your relationship. Value your relationship with God. Don't get willy and wild. Samson's strength came from his relationship with his God. While he was asleep on her knees, Delilah called for a man and had him shave off the seven locks of Samson's head, which was forbidden by God. You see, my friend, Samson's disobedience to the Lord caused his strength to be removed and the presence of God to depart. What's worse is that Samson didn't even know that the presence of the Lord had departed him. It's bad to think you got God in your life and God is nowhere around. Judges chapter 16, verse 20, B says, but he did not know. You need to underline that. If you got your Bible, open it, use it. But he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. Beloved, it is a dangerous thing indeed to assume that the Lord is with you when he's not. My friend, all the Samsons are not gone. There are some of you under my voice who have church membership, but the Lord is not with you. Some of you serve in ministry, but the Lord is not with you. Some of you carry your Bible and have good church attendance and you go through the ritual and ceremony of worship, but the Lord is not with you. You may even be in the leadership of the church, but but because of your sinful secret life, you don't even realize that the Lord has departed from you. It's a dangerous thing to think the Lord's with you and you don't even have his presence. What spiritual lessons can we learn from Samson's life? What spiritual lessons can we learn from Samson's life? Number one, the account of Samson teaches us the danger of being unequally yoked and being careless with sexual purity. The account of Samson teaches us the dangers of being unequally yoked. A believer marrying an unbeliever is forbidden by God and being careless with sexual purity. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14, it says, Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness, and what communion has light with darkness? First uh, Thessalonians, if you can turn there fast enough, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 3 through 5 is a powerful scripture. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 3 through 5 says, For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality. That's what you, that's the will of God, that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel. What is a vessel? Your body in sanctification. You're set apart to the glory of God and honor. Verse five, not in passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God. The Gentiles, these are unbelievers, pagans. Those who are without Christ, because we are children of God and belongs exclusively to him. We must not defile our vessel, which is our body and the temple where the Holy Spirit dwells. We're set apart for purity. We're set apart for God's divine purposes, for his honor and for his glory. That's why we have been set apart. Our body is not created for passion. God did not create our bodies for sexual immorality. Sex is a beautiful thing, but it is to be only in the context of marriage. And if you're having sex out of marriage, then you are sinning against Almighty God. 
Homosexuality is sin. Bestiality is sin. Premarital sex is sin. All of those sins, if not repented of, you will send a person to hell. Unbelievers can do this because they do not know God and do not have the restraining work of the Holy Spirit uh, living in them. You say, what about this person, this entertainment? Look at them, look at all the money and all the stuff they have. Look at the houses they have. Look at woman after woman after woman and still not happy. And they are miserable. You can have, you can have a thousand women and still be unsatisfied. You have all the sex in the world. Fool around and get AIDS. And, and, and diseases that can't be cured and still be miserable. You know where your joy comes from? It's not in the money. It is not in the clothes. It's not in the fashion. It's not in the fine home. It's in Jesus. I like that old spiritual that says, you can have all this world. Just give me Jesus. Unbelievers can do this because they do not know God and do not have the restraining work of the Holy Spirit living within them. That's why they can live like the devil, because they are children of the devil. Uh, What spiritual lessons we can learn from Samson's life? Number two, pride will keep you from being honest with yourself. You know, when you lift it up in pride, nobody can tell you nothing. Your mama can't tell you nothing. Your husband can't tell you nothing. Your wife can't tell you nothing. Uh, the, the preacher can't tell you nothing. You, you just out there. And, and, and until, until life just wipe you out. It doesn't matter who we are. We all have weaknesses. And if you say, you say you don't have a weakness, you're lying. Your weakness is lying. We all have weaknesses. Some of your weaknesses is the internet. You live for the internet. Some of your weaknesses is television. And some of your weakness is music. It's just music all day, just day, 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 night, music. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some of you, your weakness is, is golfing. Nothing wrong with golfing, but, but, but it's amazing. You can golf all the rounds and can't come to the Lord's house and worship him for an hour and a half. All your weaknesses. Some of you are sweets. Some of you is caffeine. Some of you, your weakness is procrastination. You put off everything. House is a mess and you still put it off. Weak, 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 weaknesses. Weak, 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 procrastination. Weak, laziness. Weakness. Huh? Just weakness. So we all have weaknesses. Women. And on and on it goes. You must be able to identify and admit that you have weaknesses. Samson's weakness was being a womanizer. We see him involved in three different, with three different pagan women. There was the woman of Timnah in Judges 14.2. There was the prostitute at Gaza in Judges 16.1. And then there was Delilah in Judges 16.4. Once you identify your weakness, ask the Lord to give you the wisdom to strengthen those areas of weaknesses and make yourself accountable to someone who is spiritually mature and trustworthy. Now, you don't 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 tell 20 folk uh, your business. You're going to get in trouble. When I speak of accountability, that's just one or two people. Uh, One or two. Three is almost too many. Someone who is trustworthy, confidential and, 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 and will keep your business to themselves. 
Number, number three, my friends, one of the fruits of the spirit is self-control. Say self-control. Self-control. Samson's failure was because of yielding to his carnal appetites of the flesh and his evil associations. If you are led by your fleshly desires instead of the Holy Spirit, you are destined for adversity and even death, just like Samson. Uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 13 says, for if you live according to the flesh, you will die. In other words, if you, you if you know sweets and junk food is not good for you and that's all you want and, and, and you know better, well, you're going to kill yourself. You, you, you know, smoking is not good for you and you keep p- puffing and drawing and eat cigarettes and tea cigarettes and. Puff, puff, in, in, out, out. You don't have no chimney. You're going to have emphysema. You're going to get cancer and you're going to kill yourself. We're going to roll you in say you smoked yourself to death. You can eat yourself to death. You can sex yourself to death. You can do all these things to death. Self-control is one of the fruits of the spirit. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death, of the deeds of the body, you will live. Number four, when you are confronted with temptation, refuse to buckle or yield under pressure. Satan's going to tempt you and he's going to use people to tempt you. Uh, Judges chapter 16, verses 16 and 17, A says, and it came to pass, she pestered him daily with her words and pressed him so that his soul was vexed to death that he told her all his heart. When you sense yourself being drawn into temptation, the best thing you can do is run for your life. Thank you for tuning into this program for the Maranatha Bible Church Broadcast Ministry. This broadcast is supported in part by your generous financial contributions, and we invite you to partner with us in spreading this important word throughout our local community and the world. If the Lord spoke to you in this message, let us know. Call us at 210-821-5683. Even better, come and visit us at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. Visit our website at www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio and video messages. You can also find service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much, much more. Tune in tomorrow as Pastor Draper continues to teach us from the Word of God. Thank you for joining us today, and may the Lord's blessings be upon you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.